from Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You'll be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. Top of the day or evening or morning to you. <laughs> Wherever you may be, happy day to you. <laughs> We're testing our volume right away because just in case. Yeah, we we're are. a little nervous because the last two times, uh, no sound. Yeah. And then we got to repeat everything. And we never say it as good the second time. No. So, no. But we're working. So, we, and, and let us know that we're working. We always like to hear from you guys too that somebody's watching and out there and ready to ask questions and excited about life. So, today, what the heck is a governing body and what is the purpose of it? Why does it matter? Is it something that you should be looking for? Is it something that you should aspire to? And we're going to answer all those questions. And the, the short answer to all this is yes. You absolutely want to see that there's some sort of governing body with a certification with, well, I mean, even you go to take a, a school course or anything, you want to make sure that there's something behind that. That, that is supporting it. That supports it. Exactly. Long term. So we're going to be talking all about that today and the governing body of our, well, our governing body as well, which we'll let you know about and what they do. Just to let you know who we are as well, my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing as well as an Instructor and Facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, and I'm Carrie Fulmick, the founder of the Equine Connection. And you know, the greatest piece in, in what it is that we do, what I do, I'm a Master Instructor helping humans globally around the world to do what it is that we do. And it really is the most incredible job in the world. Sometimes it feels funny calling it a job because we get to work with horses all the time. We get to smell them all the time and yet we get to make a living and help a human to be empowered to move forward. But our biggest mission for us in our certification is it's always about the welfare of the horse. There is nothing that we do that isn't considered in how the horse is going to be through any of the programs. We do not use horses. So it's always about that partnering piece. And that's why the welfare is so important. And that is why the governing body is huge to our certification. From the get-go, we knew because there isn't anything in the world that has a policing, a checks and a balances where, you know, people are checking in to see are the people you're certifying, are they actually safe? Or is the horse safe? What is it that they are required to do? Is it continuous training? Which is huge too, because yeah. if you think about it, I mean, I know a degree would take four years, but that's what tons of different kinds of courses you got to take. But seriously, like really think about those pieces. Like you are not an expert in any field. I don't care how short the no. certification is. You, you can't be unless you're continually having that training after training and month and year after year, because it changes. Well, even with a degree. So like my backgrounds in public relations and marketing, I took the five year degree and everything. <laughs> Good girl. Yeah, but at the same token, you know, that was many, 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 many moons ago now. <laughs> and when I look back, have I retained all of that? Probably not in the same way because I haven't been doing exactly that all the time. Whereas in this type of thing, you work with it every day when you can get that constant support going on, when you can get those reminders, when you have all those pieces in place, it helps you to stay to the core piece of it. Like, yes, my ethics and values, that all stayed. 
just to put it out there. But it is really good to have that support piece. That's the longevity piece of always holding those pieces together. I love we got Rod. Oh, no, that's funny. No palm trees for Rod either. He's in Ottawa. Hopefully, I think Ottawa is, are you guys starting to open up a little bit? You can be free and cold. We love Ottawa. <laughs> so just love saying Ottawa. anyone who from around the world, which I know we can't travel, but Ottawa is one of the most gorgeous cities yeah. that we have uh, visited. One of our favorite places yeah. to go, for sure. And then we've got Michelle on here. Good morning, Michelle. Uh, Charlene, sunny and mild here in Halifax. Oh, that's nice. Halifax is yeah. nice, Yeah, and we too. love Halifax. Actually, yeah. that's another one that's big on our list. And Jennifer, yeah, you, yours sucks like ours. So <laughs> <laughs> mine is 27 doing chores. Oh, I put up a picture the other day that was like other girls in the wintertime and this chick looked pretty. pretty and classy and then horse girls in the winter time and like you can just see the eyeballs that's it stay puff marshmallow man with eyeballs showing we even had our buckets buckets to the and horses <laughs> yeah yeah so it's yeah it's, we're getting we're getting there it's going to be a balmy like two degrees i think by the end of the week so, that's huge for us yeah it's a big deal good old alberta but anywho back to the governing body piece and why it's really so important besides that welfare of our horse, because that really is key. Mm -hmm. Because if you're using horses, think of even if you're using living beings, anything living should not be used in that way. Because at one point you can continually keep making things happen with the using idea, but they're going to break at one point. Yeah. A horse will break, a human will break because it's too much where if we're always having that welfare and really understanding what does welfare mean, that's why we created the governing body so that all of our certified facilitators globally around the world have assurances when they're working with their clients and the organizations that they're working with, that those organizations have a surety that these certified facilitators have a mandated piece that has to always mm -hmm. be looked after. And again, for that safety, Safety is the number one thing. Any of you who are in any kind of equine industry business, safety is the number one hands down piece that we all know we strive for because otherwise we won't have a business. I was just about to go on that tirade. Okay. okay, Just then. about to, because it's so true. We talk about the welfare of the horse, but the welfare of the horse is what ensures the safety. Without those two go hand in hand, safety for human, safety for horse. And without those pieces, you don't get insurance. You don't get people coming in. And it actually could really sully the whole equine assisted learning and working with horses across the board, right? One bad accident reflects on every single one of every us single that's one out of us. there, right? Because people who are potential clients, they don't know the difference between us and another one or anything else like that either. They just know that something happened with a human and a horse and ended badly. And we don't want that piece that is continually, you know, it's, it's a risk for sure, but you don't want that out there. So having that governing body is what allows people to know that at least the ones that they're signing up for are the ones that are running with ethics, integrity, and taking care of the welfare of the horse and the welfare of the human beings that are coming to them as well. It's so true. And I, I know when we first started becoming instructors, helping humans just like you to be able to do what we do, the one thing we looked at is the fault in our industry that there isn't. Uh, mm -hmm. a governing piece set up. There's memberships, there's associations, you pay a fee to be a part of them. Which, and good to be a part of. Yeah. Absolutely, it's still great to support the systems, but they are not checking in with the certifications, certification companies as to what are they doing to ensure 
the safety of every single one of the things that we've just yeah. spoke on. And you know, I know the the biggest one we had heard of a certification that it was just crazy. It's one where you literally crawl underneath the horse. It just now, hurts me physically. Like I physically recoil. It it, it really it, that is scary. First of all, why in the world? What would that give to a human being? First of all, to walk under a horse yeah. and again safety that is not safety i don't care how trained your horse is why would you make them do that unless it's a trick horse now a trick horse they've got a different purpose they're understanding what it is you're doing and it's the person who's that's training the horse who walks under you the horse know the stimulus that's coming to the horse and they have worked together before throwing in a wild card when you have just potential like any clients walking through you do not know where that person is and nor do you really would you ever know? So you're asking a horse to go against their basic instinct to be able to have a human walk underneath them. Like that is oh. their underbelly. <laughs> like that's their most vulnerable piece. Uh -huh. And you're making a horse have to, that's not the welfare. That's not beneficial to our horse that we have predators crawling underneath. So again, back to my story, yeah. <laughs> this is why Another component is that right from the get-go when we started certifying people, there had to be a governing body to support everything that we actually follow through all of the years that we have yeah. been doing it. And I have to tell you, for getting the organizations, because like we work with organizations, even as a, a business, and we're always promoting that, work with organizations that already exist. Like we work with the Calgary Dream Center. We work with Next Step Ministries. We work with Discovery House, like work with Six Zika Youth Medicine Lodge. When you're working with organizations that already have the clients, and usually our industry, we are in addictions. Mm -hmm. So we definitely help in that area. So we're just a part of already their planning with their clients. So even with the Calgary Dream Center. Yeah, yeah. within their, their curriculum of how people get past things. And they want to know these things. We have sealed the deal so to speak and so have our certified facilitators when we can refer our organizations to this governing body which is the eal network because then it assures them too what it is that our facilitators globally are having to do on a continuum like it's not just one time it's yep. always yeah and it's not that you know we can't go and visit every single one but we are in touch with all of our facilitators that's a big piece of it too. This, you know, you don't get certified and then just away you go, fly, little birdie, fly. We're always in touch and we're keeping those pieces going so that we can add new information, add extra things to it. The reason that, well, another reason that we started this whole thing is because we saw a lot of therapy happening where there wasn't a lot, well, there wasn't a therapy background, I guess is what There was, was no degree. Yeah, and without that, you know, you guys who have watched this for a while, you've heard us go on our soapboxes about this piece before, so I won't go into my big tirade. <laughs> but at the same token, you know, it's ensuring that there is a piece behind it that says exactly what people are getting when they come to our facilitators. So the EAL network is one that we've created. Yeah. This is just for our facilitators. We don't bring in facilitators who have taken other things or anything else because we can't ensure that. No, because they weren't trained by us. Yeah, we right? can't report back on that. If somebody called us up and said, oh, this person bought a certificate to be on your EAL network, that wouldn't roll with us because then we can't say anything about them or how they were trained or anything else. We know our facilitators have the specific training that the welfare of the horse is taken care of. They've done their yearly hours. All of these pieces are in place so that we can support them, but we don't have outsiders on that as well because we no. can't manage it.
But yeah, if you even want to check it out, definitely uh, take a gander over there at uh, EAL Network. EAL Network. Dot com. Yep. And it's a cool, it's a cool site as well, just because then you can find other facilitators in the area too. So there's maps on there that say where they are in Australia or in Europe or in North America across the board, just so that people can also go on and find these people who have actually taken the certification and are doing the right things with ethics and integrity as well. And I keep going back to this ethics piece, but ethics are huge and, and they should be huge. When you go and you sign up for some of the provincial ones or something else like that, yes, they do have an ethics piece in place as well. Absolutely. And I love that about them because there should be ethics involved. But having the ethics in that you are ethical with your horses as much as you are with your people is massive. It's absolutely massive. And maybe not to the clients because they don't always know the difference. No. But to us, that's a huge part. You have to be maintaining your horses. You have to have a safe program for both your horses and your humans for this to work for anybody. So that safety piece falls in line so beautifully with having a governing body as well. Absolutely, and it, by no means, like our associations and our memberships, we sign up for all of yeah. them too, because why they're a, a beautiful organization that is really helping to what? Support the welfare of the horse exactly. through all those ethics. So it's not that we would not, we would always be a part of those pieces as well. Cause we we're just, yeah. absolutely. We're really wanting people globally to understand what are the ethics of horses? Because, you know, I've always said, sometimes I think that people should have to get a license in order to buy a prey animal, because if you don't understand what it is you're buying, what it is you're getting for free, what a prey animal actually needs, because it's very different than a predator animal, like oh, a dog. There might be a license needed for some of those too. Although that's <laughs> yeah. true too, but you know, it's just so key in understanding those components. So that's why those memberships and associations are so valid in helping us to get to those places. Yeah. And the University of Guelph, lovely, lovely. Huge. And they're world renowned as well in their equine programs that they offer globally. So it's really exciting that we can be a part of those pieces. But if you're doing this as a business, you definitely want to make sure whatever certification that you are going with, how do they support the safety and that welfare component so that when the organizations ask, so what is it that you have to do? What are you required to do? How are my clients going to stay safe? How many people can you have? Are you sure this is going to be safe? You see, like, we need them to understand, yes, we've got that all I's dotted, T's crossed, and then we are able to at least head them out to the uh, EAL network and, again, globally have that. So definitely take a look at that. No matter what piece you're getting into, what is the, the support in that credential to help the organizations who are bringing them in, if you're working with organizations and clients. Research is key, like absolutely key when you're going to do any sort of horse program or horse course or whatever it may be. Do your research. I, I can't say it enough. I actually just talked to a lady yesterday who was like almost apologizing for calling me. And I was like, no, no, please call. Like when you're putting out your time, your money, and you're investing in something that you want to be your future, why the heck wouldn't you call? Yes, make sure we're not nuts. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want to go with nuts so people no. when, you're, when you're starting your career. Do your research, make the calls, see what the whole backing is behind any certification that you're going into and make sure that you know what the longevity of that is going to look like as well. Because the longevity, the long-term piece is huge as to, are they going to be there in 10 years to continue to support you? Are they going to be supporting you? Do they have something in place 
that allows you to continue on with that support level as well. And how are you going to grow as a facilitator? How are you going to grow in your course business too? So do your research, all of it. Like call the people, look into things deep, deep, deep to make sure that you're getting exactly what you need to be able to move forward for your career. Absolutely. Yeah. We're lagging a little. Yes, that? I saw that as I did the dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure. I think we're still good. You guys can let us know too. And any questions yeah. you have on this, please do post them in because we love, we love to talk about it. Oh, we love to talk. <laughs> I think that that's really the bottom line. You know, a horse, a business, humans, it's like all day long. We can just be a part of it because it's so exciting and still collaborating. I love that we, maybe we haven't met each other before. Maybe we have, like, it doesn't matter, but globally we can still all work together. So it's a win-win. Even if you are a person who just owns a horse and all you're wanting to do is understand your horse. You want to connect better by understanding how they communicate. Like kudos, this is fabulous. You don't have to take it anywhere else, but you even being the governing body to your own horse is huge because the horse changes when they know that you know how they actually communicate and how you can understand them better. It changes your whole connection to your horse. So you do become a much better horse person. Plus, if you are a rider in certain disciplines, it gives you, again, more of that knowledge piece because the horse communicates whether you're on their back or not on their back. We just control more when we're obviously on top because that's what we're doing. We're yep. riding a magnificent beast who can hurt you in 2.3 seconds if you don't know how to work with these magnificent creatures. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about the governing body and the horse side of things too, but for the mental side of things with human beings, it is really, really essential to know as well that any course, like if you guys are just watching us and you're looking for something to put your kids in, or you're looking for equine therapy, or you're looking for anything like that, riding. or riding, yeah, hippotherapy, look at, again, do that research piece to ensure that the people who are running. doing any of the therapy or anything else like that are actually licensed and available to do actual therapy. Because otherwise it gets super sketch. Super sketch. That's uh, my and I found do. way of saying it. But you know what's so important? Like research, it is our right mm -hmm. to look at any time we are spending money, whether it be $45 an hour, $45 a week, uh, $10,000 in a year, whatever it is that we're spending, we should totally research. Yes. Just because it's a pretty website or just because they say they can do this, dig into the humans who actually run each of these facilities and areas because you do i want to be proved yeah. Yeah. is that i'm work? okay with somebody like calling us up and challenging like well, yeah. what about this what about this yeah. ask the hard questions it's our job as business owners to answer them you bet and I when you have children especially and you're saying i want riding lessons well first mm -hmm. of all that's an easy eight thousand dollars a year yeah. right there when you have a kid in beautiful riding lessons like is the person train for everything that it is that you're looking for and what is the welfare piece of the horse even in riding you know i really think we owe it as horse people to all of these horses who are helping us so much whether they're being used at some facilities or maybe they're not but we as the humans have to help those who can't help themselves yeah. so if we know that a, a riding facility, those horses, the welfare is not being looked after, you can start seeing that the horses are starting to change or no life left in their eyes. Like 
we owe it to them to definitely, you know, not go tell. Like, I, here's the thing. You but can't you say, hey, riding facility, yeah. you suck at owning your horses. Well, you, you can't do things like that. that no, that's not could. the I way. I don't know how it would be received. No, <laughs> but. but that's not the way we collaborate, right? Yeah. But if you see something, how cool to say, hey, you know what I just found out? Because I didn't know what I didn't know until I did know. Because that's my famous or my line that I always use is I just discovered that because my horse wasn't able to canter on the left side, I had an equine dentist come in. And oh my gosh, that's why he couldn't canter because he needed all of his teeth to be balanced. So, you know, it could be nice little planting of the seeds way because it's not that the people, I don't believe that people who own horses are bad in any which way. It's just they don't know what they don't know till they do know. And we can say that because we didn't always know. No, right? we like, had to learn. And this is a nonstop journey. You learn something new every single day that you work with horses, that there's something else different that you can achieve in a different way or bond with them or connect with them in a different way. But the reason we are even doing this whole series is because we didn't know what we didn't know until we did know right? Yeah. yeah. Either. <laughs> so, you know, everybody was at that starting place at one point, but we can always grow and be more educated and get better at all of these pieces too. The one side note I was going to say just uh, for any of you parents who are looking to put your kids into riding, it's really, really good if they understand the horse's body language and all of that before they ever get on their back. And maybe that's not something that is done at the location where you're at and that it's not done at all locations Sometimes. either. Some, you know, but it's just a thing. But go to Equimania, which is through Equine Guelph. They have a really cool kids thing on there that's interactive and you can go through, learn the parts, learn how they speak. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. So if you have kids, well, if you're an adult and you want to learn more about horses, I've gone through the whole thing. I it's it. true. <laughs> and they have lots of free little online courses as well. So again, if you know your teenager is totally addicted to the horses, send them that way. Like yeah. let them start getting that knowledge piece in the welfare and what the horse needs. Even in shutdown right now. Like if your kids really like if or if they've been with horses and they can't get back to them and they're longing for them, that equimania is a really great way because then they can still feel like they're learning new things and kind of moving forward in their horse world ways without because they can't maybe go and see them right now. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. Do you, any of you have any questions about anything to do with a governing body or well, just anything? Yeah, I love Charlene's. So jealous. I love the smell of horses. It is a good smell. You know, I've, I've always said horse head smell, horse head, horse <laughs> and baby head smell, I think mm -hmm. are the two greatest smells in the it's entire true. world. Well, and of course, just earth because ooh, it feels so good. Oh, okay. Now we're getting yeah. carried away. <laughs> yeah, now there's lots of good smells, but we love the smell of horses yes. too. There's something about them that just, it's grounding. Like the second you smell them, like you walk and you're like, ah, oh, yes. And it's funny because we work with um, adults men in addictions and that kind of thing and they'll always come in oh i can smell it from out here and then once they get in there all of a sudden they're like next time they come they're like oh it smells <laughs> so good in yeah here. yeah they, they just flip. love it yeah absolutely well i don't see a bunch of questions no i don't so either maybe we talked enough that we've covered everything so. you might ever need to know <laughs> about a governing body and your memberships your associ associations Remember to be a part of everything yeah. because all it does is bring you more knowledge. And the more, if you guys even know, one thing we always love in collaborating, if you know of another website or an association or something that you yeah. know has been stunning for you or you've heard about, like 
message us, put it in the comments. We love learning from everybody because none of us on this earth will ever know everything there is to know. But the more we actually work and collaborate together, the more we all win because we cannot know everything. And, you know, a little piece of tidbit information is the interaction of people with horses is significantly decreasing. And what was the, do you remember the number? off? 17%. That was with Guelph, right? That was, yeah, three Guelph. They're saying that only 17% will have interactions within was it 10 years. Yes. We've got to help our youth. Scary numbers. People. I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So with those kind of scary numbers with all of it as well, we want people to interact with horses. We as horse people, we know the solidness, the amazing piece that it is working with the horse, whether in a course aspect or just hanging out with them. So to think that only 17% of people will be able to have those interactions, that's a really scary number. So all things horse, all things that support horses, that support the welfare of them, that support people working in these fields, yes, we love it. We want all of those things to continue on as well. So like Carrie was saying, share, gather, support, whatever we can all do to work together to get that number up. That needs to be better. You bet. And I'm sorry, I went out because I wanted to end with a beautiful testimonial from, again, we work with non-horse people for our programs. Yeah, and then <laughs> I went out to get it and I've already filed it. So it makes me sad, but I do have a beautiful ending because this is a lady from Australia and it's actually Jane Hemingway Moore's uh, trainer. So she does uh, jumping, show jumping. And what Jenny, Jenny Shepard always says is that even though horses have the size of a walnut brain, so they do not think like us. They are, however, though, the most feeling of beings. And I'm like, it is so, so true. true. Horses, that's why our breathing has to be right. We have to have thought, intention, feel. Everything has to be on check when we're working with these magnificent mm -hmm. creatures because they feel it all. So we hope you've enjoyed this time and please let us know if there's anything else we can bring your way or if you have things that you can share with us. We love, love, love sharing. Yeah, or ideas of different information you'd like as well. We're always happy to throw those in. And again, check out the EALnetwork.com. A very cool little site that you can see. And if you are looking for programs, you can see all of our facilitators on there as well. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Make everybody. it a day that happens so wonderfully, whether you be in pe peach, not peach, palm trees, beach, or <laughs> snow. Oh, in Port Texas, we're sending oh. our our thoughts. I don't know what else we can send to you. Yeah, we're trying to take back the weather. Because, yeah, <laughs> you guys are not used to that. No, Holy Toledo's. Yucky, cuck, cuck, cuck. Yeah, well, it's just, let's just warmth everywhere. Yes. Yeah, we like that better. Uh, well, there's something else. Oh, next week too, if you guys are tuning in, we're going to be a little bit later, I believe, because we're running a, a Yes, yes, we are. So, but stay tuned. We'll post it up so you guys can see exactly where we are and what time we'll be on. And we'll be talking about some more conversations then about what you didn't know because you know what you don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who am I? Where am I? I don't you know. You don't anything. know what you don't know until you do know. That's the way. And then when you do know, these are the times now we have to change and move forward because now we know the knowledge. Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.